Welcome to Walk in Wisdom, where we take time to consider what it looks like to follow Jesus and the life choices facing teens and young adults. I'm your host, Michael. I'm a volunteer leader with my church's youth group while working as a software engineer and attending seminary. Each week, I have a conversation with a guest about what it might mean to walk in wisdom on a specific topic. Hello, and we're back with a new episode. Today, I am talking with Josiah and Jenna. We're going to talk a little bit about school, um, how to set priorities around school, how do you figure out if you're going to take more schooling after you're done with high school, um, how do you approach that. Um, sort of a little bit of a grab bag of all things school and life and God. So to kick us off, I'd like to ask you to, what motivates you in doing your schoolwork um, or to pursue higher education? What is sort of driving that idea? So for me, I think, honestly, primarily is uh, preparation for a job. So, you know, it's that sense of, you know, I was thinking about this earlier, a little bit of you can get a job, you know, with a high school degree, but usually it's not going to pay a whole lot. And it's, and it's hard to keep up with, you know, regular living with an 850 an hour job or something like that. Not to say that God won't provide if you're, if you're working an 850 hour, you know, job. But yeah, I think ever since like, you know, my freshman year of high school, it's always been, okay, I want to get through this year so I can get to 10th grade, so I can get to 11th, so I can get to college, so I can get to jobs, so I can get to, you know, I think so honestly, it's really been kind of steps towards getting a job that'll eventually lead to, lead to a steady lifestyle, I guess. So it's all about the money for you or just getting to the next step. If you put it that way. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, but another reason I guess is, um, along with working at, um, the job that I do, uh, it's also the sense of, uh, being willing to work for God's glory. Cause you know, in a lot of the new Testament it talks about, you know, in everything that we do, we can do it for God's glory. And if I am a diligent worker and if I'm willing to make sacrifices to be in submission to the people that God has put above me. So my teachers, my professors, my, uh, my boss at my job, you know, if I am willing to submit to them and to work diligently and to work hard, you know, then ultimately that is, that is expressing God's love and kind of what God has called us to be. So there's also that level as well, you know, above money, I guess you could say. Yeah, I totally agree with um, all that was just said there. Um, for me personally, um, I don't have a super conviction to go out and earn money for a family. So that, that's just a nice part about uh, being a girl, I guess, but it, it, not going to put any types or cubes around that. But for me, it's one, I love learning. Um, I especially love the sciences just to learn a bit more about the world that God put so much love and effort in. Um, you know, I think that is something that I just really love. I really love to learn about, um, and I especially with an emphasis on human um, anatomy and physiology. Um, God put so we are we are made in His likeness, and so if we can study um, human anatomy and physiology, we can learn a bit more about um, about ourselves and how we function and the 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 
very technicalities of how we are made. You know, it's very precise. Everything balances. It's crazy. Um, so that's one reason I, I just love doing, okay, not all the time, but I, I do generally, uh, generally love um, learning. But then also to get to the job that I want to work. Um, I am, I'm thinking right now something in the medical field, uh, more like a mid-level, mid-level practitioner um, is, is what they call it. Um, and so I would need a advanced degree besides just um, a, a high school degree. I'd need a, a bachelor's and then uh, a master's. So that's also a reason I think if I can focus on the here and now of just this English assignment that has nothing to do with I'm going to do in the future. I know that this is what God has for me right now, that if he's calling me to, you know, possibly become a physician's assistant, I, I need to um, be happy with where I'm at right now and not jump the gun of where I want to be in five or six years or depending on how long it takes me to get there. So, yeah. The English assignments have everything to do. Your ability to communicate well is important no matter where you're going. Um, but I, I did want to follow up with something Josiah actually said, which was the idea of glorifying God in our work. I think that sometimes that's a phrase that we throw around when we're really just saying, oh, I really like doing this work, so I'll do it to glorify God. What? And I want to dig in a little bit more to what do you mean by glorify God in doing this work? Yeah. No, it is a totally overused statement when we sometimes don't mean it. I'm kind of calling back to a previous episode our, uh Caroline said, before now, in especially in COVID, we were talking about, you know, God willing, Lord willing, we're going to do this. I feel like, you know, it's, it's you know, we're going to do this to the glory of God is one of those, another of those common statements that we as Christians say, but don't actually mean. I think, yeah, glorifying God is, um, at least for me, doesn't mean just doing stuff I love. It can totally mean that, you know, it can totally mean doing an assignment or memorizing something I love. But it could also mean being content, but also not complaining while doing another assignment. Um, I think that's a way we can glorify God is because if we are doing just one of those mundane homework assignments that we all know about. Surprise guest visitor, Jenna's dog. All right. So sorry about that. What I was saying was um, just not complaining, basically, in those mundane assignments that we all know about. We all can relate to those assignments that have nothing to do with what we're going to do in the future. Um, those assignments can be hard, but just remembering, hey, um, this is the place God has me at, um, kind of being faithful in little will be faithful in much type thing. Um, so just being grateful for the opportunity to even be doing those assignments, I think, helps me sometimes remember, hey, this, th that glorifies God. If we're, if we're giving thanks for something that we have, that might not, that everyone might not be able to have. If we, if we're grateful and we're giving thanks for that, that's even a way to glorify God. So yeah, it's not, it's not complaining, um, but it's also at the same time being grateful for those assignments. And I say that as a person who is not always grateful for those, those assignments that are just really annoying. So yeah, just being thankful, I think is a way that we can glorify God in the, 
in the mundane homework assignments. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I think a lot of it comes down to being different from what the, the regular, the standard seems to be in our society. I feel like, like a lot of the time, like, like you were saying, we all have those assignments and what seems to be the regular, you know, what to be expected of us students is to grumble and complain about those little assignments that our English teacher gives us during high school or something like that. You know, you, after a test, you go and you talk with some of your other classmates, they're all complaining about it and you know how, you know, maybe useless the class is or something like that. And I feel like I know a lot of, of what Jesus has called us to be is to be different, is to be humble. And like you were saying, Jenna, is to be content and just to be grateful for what God has given you. Um, and I think in trying to live for God's glory could be that, but a lot of, I feel that at work a lot of the time too, because sometimes my manager isn't always the best manager. Sometimes the owner isn't the best owner when it comes to what items we buy for the store, how, where we display it and stuff like that. And again, there seems to be a repetition of grumbling and complaining and almost trying to start a revolution against them or something like that to try to add new management. Um, so at that point, honestly, it's just to glorify God. I, I feel in the ways God has called me to, to see him during those times is just to do whatever he's you know, called us to do is to be submissive then. Honestly, again, it's the same point that I made earlier is be submissive to, you know, the people that God has put above us. And like you said, Jenna, definitely be grateful. Um, and yeah, no, uh, um, I loved what you said too, because I had the same verse from Luke is be faithful with a little so that you can be faithful with a lot later. I, I think another way in which we sometimes use that phrase of I'm doing this to glorify God is that we will do an activity that isn't explicitly commanded in scripture, which doesn't make it bad, but we'll do that activity, say, I need to do this to the glory of God and put all of our effort into it and possibly to the ne neglect of things that are called out explicitly in scripture. So to follow up, how do you view your school in relationship to God, your family, your friends, and even then your church and serving outside the church and outreach, how would you view school in relation to the, any of those, any or all of those really? This is a convicting and kind of almost a mean question. Just kidding. Um, but no, it's, <laughs> yeah, my, my life right now, it's no huge secret. Uh, I'm in college and I'm going to high school, going to high school. I'm in high school. Um, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing a lot and it definitely is a temptation to just push off large amounts of time in the word and pouring into the lives around you and, um, you know, doing that, not, you know, you don't need to be volunteering in a, like a nonprofit organization to make a, um, to make an impact, but it's the heart behind this stuff. Like, you know, not doing the chores around the house because you're busy. And I'm not saying that we can't, um, can't sometimes give ourselves grace and realize, hey, this is finals week. I have to be dedicated to these subjects. Um, but also making sure that we're blocking in time every day that is dedicated to time with Jesus. Um, 
And I'm not talking like hours on end. That's just kind of an irrealistic goal. I mean, for some of you, if you spend hours of time in the Word, that is amazing. Um, not all of us have hours to give, but um, for me personally, I just make sure that the last thing I see before I go to bed is 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 the Bible, is the Word of God. And that's uh, kind of a promise slash uh, commitment that I've made to myself just so I can end the day being grateful and just reflecting on what's in the Bible. So, you know, being involved in Bible studies, um, reading a book, but also having, you know, people around you know that you're reading that Bible book or that, that Bible study basically so that they can keep you accountable. Cause I know for me, at least of, if you start reading a book, um, you get about two chapters in and they're just, Oh, they're such great chapters. And then you stop. Um, so if you have those friends to keep you accountable, um, yeah, it's just really about making sure that you are spending dedicated time in the Word. And that doesn't need to be extensive. Um, that could be 15 minutes. Um, but then also throughout the day, making sure that it's not just, okay, if I have a free minute between study sessions, not being like, okay, YouTube fill my brain with stuff. Maybe taking a break and taking a walk and, you know, praying a bit um, is, is a way, I think, that you don't need to spend a lot of time, okay, I'm gonna now read this chapter and this passage and dissect all the nuances, but you know, just praying throughout the day is also another way that we can promote um, spiritual growth, but also um, keep keep God a central focus. I, I, I think, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Cause it's, cause I know a big issue with me during high school was, I think it's grown a little bit uh, down in my senior year and a little bit with college was putting stuff off. And then with that, not having time, pushing everything off, pushing off reading in the word, pushing off school. And then in the end, you spend like a whole day just working on homework and working on studying. And then you don't have time, you know, to be in God's word. Um, so I'll take a few steps back though. But a problem with me in high school though was I would be doing assignments, but I would be making my assignments my primary focus. So I'd have to have the absolute best work that I could possibly put out. And I would be nitpicking every tiny little detail, you know, on my PowerPoints, make sure it looked nice, make sure the dots were in the right places and stuff like that. And then I'm going to need you to review a couple papers for me this weekend. <laughs> I'm not that good. Trust me. It was entirely just visuals that I was focused on. <laughs> um, but at that point it became a thing where I was serving my homework and living for my homework more than I was living, more than I was living for God and more than I was waking up to his word and constantly thinking about, you know, how is this going to affect my relationship with others, my relationship with God, my friends, my family. And it was more about, okay, make sure I have time to do this homework and I have extra time. Let's perfect that homework again and then let's submit it. And yeah, so that was a, that was a big problem for me. Yeah, but, and I think that one of the things tricky for, particularly in both of your cases where you're looking to get into the medical field is there are high standards to progress is yeah. how do you both focus on what, would be priority and not get caught up in your schoolwork 
while also making sure that you do what's urgent, what needs to be done and do it to the degree it needs to be done so that like if you're a pre-med student and your grades are that 3.8 from what I hear, then, oh no, you're in trouble as opposed to, um, as an engineer, if I got a 3.8, everyone's like, oh, cool, you're smart. Um, how, yeah, so that's kind of, how do you fo- balance and focus on priorities versus what's most urgent, making sure that you're doing it well, but not going crazy, as it sounds like you may have. And I guess kind of a related question might be, what do we view as our needs versus the things that we want? Jesus talks about um, with food and clothing and birds and flowers that God provides everything that it will need and he knows that you need things and will care for you is can we easily get caught up in I want this job and this degree versus this is where God has me because if this is the way that you're going to further God's kingdom, he's going to provide the needs for you to do that. Um, so like kind of keeping that in mind when you're answering that, okay. Priorities versus urgent. How do you handle that? Oh, that's, and how that's long very... before you turn that around on me? <laughs> oh, Michael, I was, I was just about to do that. Um, <laughs> but before you jump into that, um, I think I loved how you put that want and need. And I think even for um, just looking at assignments and urgency and all that stuff is, do I need a hundred percent on this assignment? No, no, I do not. Do I want it? Yes. Um, and I think I, there's been a few times where I've really struggled with, okay, Jenna, you just have to submit it at this point. It's not going to get any better. If anything, it might get worse. Um, but I think it's come down to the thing of, look, if I did my best, um, God is going to be faithful in that. If I did my best and I, and I at least read through it a few times, not, not, you know, not reading every sentence that seemed a little off 7,000 times to figure out what was off about it. You know, if it's a little off, but you know, there's more pressing stuff that I'm just like, look, I've tried my best. I've allotted a certain amount of time for it, which I also think is important. If you allot a certain amount of time of just like, look, I'm going to look over it for 30 minutes and you know, it, depending on how large the assignment is, if, if you get to 30 minutes and beyond, you might be doing a lot more than just um, fixing the major mistakes. You might be, you know, kind of <laughs> nitpicking at that point. Um, so I think a lot of time, but also knowing that, hey, at the end of the day, if you tried your best, God is going to be faithful in providing the grade, in providing what you need. And even if you get a bad grade, even if you flunked a test, which I have done, if you, even if you flunk a test in a weed out course in college and you feel like the world is going to end, God is going to provide, um, which I think is, is the main point of just like, look, I can flunk the test. If I tried my best, God is going to provide. And I think the thing that challenges us and particularly young people is that the way he provide, may be providing is to tell you, no, this is the wrong path for you. At your age, it's very easy to see everything is in the very extremes of, oh, no, the world is, as you said, the world is ending if you fail one test. It's like, nah, you failed a test. No one died. Um, You're not going to get kicked out of school. 
you might get kicked out of med school or get kicked out of med school before you even get in, but um, will the world end if you really wanted to be a doctor and you end up something else? Maybe, but I don't know that any of us is that important. Yeah. Yeah, and the thought that comes to mind is that whenever you take that into, uh, into view, you can look around at the people in your church and be like, all right, so I have no idea what grades these people had, what school they went to, where they graduated. I don't even know what degree some of these guys got. And yet God has been so faithful to them, has provided for them, you know, from the pastors and the elders in our church, we can see them. Like, it doesn't matter what their past was. God has used them in miraculous ways to further his kingdom and to glorify him. And it's like, all right, so why am, why am I worrying about what I'm going to do here or, where, or what grade I'm going to get on this little, on this 10 point assignment, honestly, it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely that idea of, you know, like you said, as long as you've given your best, it's entirely in God's hands and you can trust him to be faithful and to provide. And as long as you're living for him and then, and, and you're seeking him out, he's going to provide. A fun thing that I like to point out occasionally is I've done interviews. I've read resumes. I've rejected candidates on the basis of their resume. I don't know that I've ever rejected a candidate just because of their GPA. Like the only time I even really look at a GPA is if the candidate is coming straight out of college. If you've had a job, I care more about the experience at your job and your ability to answer the questions that I'm going to ask when we interview you about whether or not you actually know how to write software, um, not whether or not you were able to pass a government class. Now, if it comes out across in the interview that the reason you didn't pass that government class is because you're just lazy, then that might be a different thing. But I... I, I I don't need you to have a 4.0 to get hired by me. Yeah. I've hired people from high-end private schools. I've hired people from public schools. I think even um, talking about grades, and this might be going on a tangent, and so Michael, stop me. But um, I think even the pressure of, okay, so I – some people feel the pressure of getting good grades. Um, that's just a thing in today's, today's high school um, climate, but also even to go to college. Um, I feel like sometimes if God's calling on different people's lives, um, God has a different calling on people's lives. Um, some he calls to go to college and I mean, maybe a majority he might call to, call to go to college and I'm not even saying that, you know, it might not be a majority, but there is going to be people who he's going to call to college, but also to not. Um, and their calling isn't less than a person who did go to college. Um, God is going to provide, kind of just going back to what we were just saying, God is going to provide regardless of what college they go to, what grades they got, kind of like Josiah was saying. Um, God is going to be good regardless Okay, we are running short on time. Does anyone have any final thoughts they'd like to share? Well, let me just say 
trusting in God is a whole lot easier said than it is done. So for anyone listening, literally just know, just if it comes to just being in the Bible of five minutes a day, I mean, it's worth it. Just keep trusting in God, however that looks in your life. I mean, and I mean, if you wanted to share like two minutes here about kind of how that's looked for you, I know we're pulling it back to you again, how that's looked for you, just like in, in your from becoming a Christian, going through college, into your job, until now. I mean, if you want to give us like a, a quick uh, a minute right now, I mean, I think I would really appreciate that. Okay. You just want to set the longest episode record today, don't you? Okay. Um, let's see. Where should I start with this? Um, I am now in seminary, so I'm back in school. It was 14 years in between almost. Um, from when I finished my undergraduate to starting my graduate degree um, and a very change in direction. Part of why I mentioned the English is important is that most everything I'm doing right now is reading and writing. I, I yeah, I write a lot. I think I mentioned, yeah, I have three papers due in a week and a day, one of which is half written, two of which aren't started, one of which I still need to read the book for the paper. I have a lot of things in the next week. Um, but so it, and it's looked different a little bit in how I, I was not a Christian in high school. So that was obviously different. And then undergrad, and it's looked different between undergrad and grad school. High school, it was just all about, I am following the way of the culture. I am following the thing I'm supposed to do. I'm going to get all the grades. I am the smart kid. I will do well. I will go to the best school I can. And then we'll figure it out from there. And then college is like, okay, now I'm going to get back into this race and try to be the smart kid, except now I'm at a school where everyone's smart. So it's a little trickier. It's even more when the College of Arts and Sciences has higher grade inflation than the College of Engineering. So that's stacked against you, all those overachieving pre-meds. Then, and at some point, in a year in, I become a Christian. At some point, it's like, well, there goes the 4.0. So now I don't have to care about that quite as much. And it actually kind of been once I kind of let go of that a little bit of things just got a little bit easier for me to get through school. Um, but it was, I, even then it was, well, part of it, it was, I was a new Christian. So there's just that level of new passion. There's the new priorities is it was easy in some ways for me to put God ahead of school. Um, I had a weekly, we had a weekly large group meeting, a weekly small group meeting, um, depending on the year, two, one or two prayer meetings a week. Um, and this is in addition to going to church on Sundays um, by at least my junior year, possibly my sophomore year, I was involved in a community group with the church every other week or so. Um, so it was easy for me to fit all of that in and feel like that was important. And I'd prioritize even social time with other Christians and stuff. Um, I took Sundays off and part of that was just saying, okay, God, you're first is this day is yours and not the school's. But even when I got to the end of that, as it was realizing I was looking to go to grad school immediately and just realized at a point that I had spent my entire Christian life as a student and I felt that I understood the idea of being a Christian or being a student, a Christian student, meaning that I was a student who happened to be a Christian. Like that was my identity to a degree as opposed to my identity being in Christ and I just happened to be a student. And I think that's a huge distinction if you can get that idea. Um, and even listening to you, Josiah, today and things we talked about a year or two years ago is like I'm seeing that mentality shift in you. And so approaching seminary is a little different for me because it's I've 
can reflect on my own behavior. I can watch other people go through college and see them just get so caught up in, I must get through this so that I can start my life. And we talked about that priority thing is like, okay, what, yeah, maybe there's a week where it's finals week where school becomes the priority for a week. And you say, hey, I can't serve in church this week because I need to get through finals. And it's like those short bursts, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think what gets scary is when you say, I'm going to do this for four years and it becomes so ingrained in you that I just work and you miss out on the outward focus and the people focus and the things. Whereas it's like for four years, that's a long time. That is your normal for four years. Figure out how to fit school in around the important stuff. Put the big rocks in the jar first or they aren't going to fit when you're done. So approaching seminary, it's like, okay, that's how I want to be. I want this to be important, but not the thing that wins everything. It's I'm going to still invest in you guys. Um, I'm going to make sure that I sleep. Um, that's a big thing for all the people in school. If you stay up all night the night before your test, you're probably going to do worse than if you studied and went to bed on time. Like if you've reviewed the notes and gone to bed, you're probably in better shape than if you review the notes five times and don't sleep. If you can review the notes five times and sleep, okay, fine. But sleep, not just the night before, the two nights before. That one actually is important too. Sleep, you'll do better if your brain works. Um, so it was like that focus on sleep. Have I done that well all the time in the last six months? No. The first class just beat me down by the time I was done with it. And it was just kind of like, oh my goodness, what have I gotten myself into? Um, it was just, I feel like I'm never sleeping well. Um, I'm still trying to work. The, the next classes have gotten a little bit better as I've tried to be more intentional about planning things out ahead, um, knowing and, and planning in such a way that it's flexible and things can change as priorities come up, as opposed to trying to stuff everything in. Right now I'm going a little insane because I'm taking a four-week intensive and I'm basically at the point where every minute of my day is planned. So the fact that we're setting the record here, not so good for me. Somehow I might survive. It might mean that I go to bed an hour late tonight. We'll see. But God will take care of me for the next week, even if it means that I don't turn in all my papers and I fail the class, I think. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I'm trying to approach it is it's, and it's tricky in some ways because this is ministerial training is it's like there is value in this education that I can say directly say this is the reason this is important and why it's valuable. It's like, well, I spent a class where I'm studying the Bible. So isn't that not worth taking all my time and devoting all my energy to as opposed to reaching out to people and stuff? That's where it's been a little tricky too is... So it's like, no, this is training me to do these things. If I stop doing these things entirely, am I really allowing that training to work the way it's supposed to? Yeah, yeah, thank you for sharing, definitely. And then I want to validate that and support it and saying that you really have been a, a great example of actions speak louder than words. So yeah, thank you for uh, talking on that. Okay, so it was great to have this conversation. I think this was really good. I think that there is benefit from hearing from your age group saying some of these things and not just listening to me say them. So I'm glad that we had this conversation. I look forward to our next time together. And until then, walk in wisdom.
Thanks for joining us on Walk in Wisdom. I'll be back next week with another great conversation about following Jesus. Until then, open your Bibles and walk in wisdom. Walk in wisdom.